Hi, and welcome back to The Secret Life of Parkinson's. I'm Jessica Krauser, and I'm with Brian, Brian. Baker. <laughs> and we have Liz Miller with us. Yes. Hi, Liz. Hi. So, good, how are you? <laughs> so Liz is a friend of ours who also has Parkinson's, and we met her earlier, or last year. What? Would you say a friend or a colleague or co a gym I'm member. not quite a friend, a apparently, to Brian. I guess not. <laughs> I, I mean, saw him wince when you said friend. I, I have her phone number. Do you have her phone I do not have her phone number. Oh, see, then you're not really friends. You're not, okay. a, you're not, a not the friends group, list. So, so um, just a, a, a quick recap. Um, Liz was diagnosed uh, three years ago, and she found our, well, she probably had it years prior. Yes, definitely years prior. Um, and uh, she's been with us at the gym for almost... A year, no. yeah, yeah this six, months, fall? six months, year, yeah, somewhere this, in there. This fall will be next fall will be here, right? Yeah, I don't, yeah. But didn't we meet even... you at the Parkinson's Association walk? No, oh. was no, it, it was, was the that. it was the um, wa the talk I did at oh. OSU. Oh. Right? That's how I got because I did that in the fall. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So with, right around there with yeah. your daughter's review. Yes. No, it wasn't her. <laughs> so we we're just like trying to get like to the point where I think it sounds like both of our moms are very the same, very much the same of like, you're having a good day. It's like, oh, I knew you, you'd get back. <laughs> well, my mother, um, it took a long time and my brother talking to her and my husband talking to her to say, this is real. This is happening because she, she continually said, they must have gotten it wrong. Mm -hmm. They must have gotten it wrong. Go to a different doctor. There's no way. And then she felt guilty. She was like, I don't think I ever did anything that would cause this, which she did not. Mm -hmm. You know, It wasn't her fault. Uh, but the reality of it was just too big for mm -hmm. her to, to accept. But the more she denied the reality, the less supported I felt. Right. Right? She would not ask me a thing about it. She'd either ask me in a leading way, like, you seem like you're doing really well. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's kind of a question, yeah. more of a statement. Such a mom thing to yeah, do. <laughs> right? And then um, if I would say, you know, actually there's, you know, I'm experiencing this or this. I, I try to be careful how, how much I share because of her age. She is yeah. 90 and it's hard. Um, uh, she she just would deny it somehow or or just like the way it's like the way they say the questions and because I'm I'm very open with my mom you know and my dad about it and um, and they're they're very supportive but I do remember in the beginning it was that like same scenario of um, you know one they were like you know well we're here with you we're here for you um, etc but then you know, I would I was being open and I would talk about things, and then I remember one point, and with every good intention, I'm sure my mom was like, she's like, do you think you're like, you're you know, it's just because you're thinking about it too much, or you're you're part you know we're, with things with the 5K that we're doing, or that I'm working out, or she's like that you're seeing other people with it, that it's just constant, and I'm like, this is now my this is how I feel all the time, like it right. doesn't just. It's not like you have a headache and then you take Tylenol and it goes away for like, you know, goes away for a little bit. Like it doesn't go away. And that's the part that I think is hard for people to grasp. Because right. even if you look okay, like everything inside of you, you can be feeling 
is totally different. Absolutely. And that's very confusing for people. Mm -hmm. That's how I've had to educate people. They look for a tremor. They say, I don't see you tremoring. You Mm -hmm. you look okay. Yeah, the fact that I couldn't get out of bed this morning because I couldn't roll over because I couldn't push myself up is different. Exactly. You didn't see that. Um, So it's like they want to put it on other things and not Parkinson's, which it's like I want to put everything on Parkinson's so it's not because I'm 41 years old. And I was, wow. I know, and I was complaining because my mom asked me like one day, she's like, how are you doing? And I, you know, I started telling her because she said, she's like, you know, you look, you look good. I'm like, good. I'm like, I, I, you know, I feel good for the most part. I'm like, but I'm having still this pain with my elbow. And I was like, I just started feeling like this random pain every so often, like in my hip. And then she's like, well, you know, Jesse, there you there are such things as like you you're getting older and you're gonna be feeling this stuff and I'm like oh I'm like I know but more more likely than not it's because of Parkinson's like yeah all my friends like we're, we all feel like certain things like as you get over 40 everyone's like when you hit 40 you just feel all these random things and I get that but this I know what that it is because you guys talk about your elbow or your hip or your shoulders all three of us like, have elbow issues right yeah um, I, that's probably one of the biggest things I get because I'm a little bit older than you guys. And, um, and I'll talk about, people will ask and I'll say, well, you know, this is happening or this is happening. And they'll say, I, I don't know what it's like to have Parkinson's, but isn't a lot of that just normal aging? Yeah. And I'll say, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I think a lot of it's Parkinson's, right? At least that's what my doctor yeah. tells me, yeah. right? And and uh, and I don't know. Maybe maybe it's normal aging, but it just I don't know what it likes. Yeah, it's ibuprofen like f- isn't fixing my elbow, right? <laughs> you know, right. I mean, yeah. If I had, right. if I had and ten- oh by the way, I don't play tennis or pickleball yeah, for my ten- elbow to be hurt. If I had tendonitis or you know something like that, yeah, I could take some ibuprofen and it would eventually go away. So I think this is a topic. A, a bigger topic to be honest with you because a lot of what I deal with in my office is whether you have Parkinson's or whether you're depressed or whether you had an issue in the family anytime somebody doesn't really listen to what you're saying mm-hmm. right how they, they reconfigure what they hear mm-hmm. so that they can feel better yeah okay it you feel um, obviously not heard but it's 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 kind of a lonely feeling, right? Do they want to know when mm-hmm. they ask, right? Or or am I in a position of taking care of them mm-hmm. because it's upsetting to them, mm-hmm. right? And and this has helped me, you know, I'd like to think I was a good listener, but you know, really now it's it's just it's really meeting somebody where they are, yeah. right? And and believing what they're saying and if it's difficult to hear, it's saying, well, it's much better to say that's difficult to hear, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I can't sync my brain up. People have said this to me, you having Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't match, match, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't make sense. But that's not saying, are you sure? You look so good. And that's and that's the other thing. It's like, oh, I think, you look good, right? I'm like, now okay. I've been diagnosed a little bit longer than both of you, but I think it's taken my parents a little bit of time to not 
say those things. It did not focus on my Parkinson's. So the first kind of, the first thing out of their mouth is like, how are you feeling? Mm-hmm. You know, the, that's not the first thing that comes out of their mouth anymore. It's yeah. like, you know, we've been up to, how's things going, you know, whatever, versus saying, how are you feeling? I think I talk about it so much, or, you know, be, even just having, like, being here and doing all sort of other things that I don't get asked that question a lot, which is good. And they, they it, again, it's, I get asked, I feel like at the right times, I don't feel like I get asked too much or too little, but I've also been, like, I told my mom the one time, and I was up front with her, I'm like... I was like, you have to understand, like, this isn't this isn't going to go away. You can't, like, there's nothing you can fix. Um, me not being a part of certain things is not going to make it any different, you know. Um, but I think, again, just me, like, how I handle things and how I always talk about it. But, you know, I also have, like, a group of friends that they, they've asked me. They're like, how do you want us to handle it? Do you want us to ask you? It's do you get annoyed? Question when we ask you and I was like no I'm like one it some you know when you do it every once in a while it makes me feel like okay you are thinking about it which is nice and sometimes you know it I do want to vent or talk but I don't want to do it all the time but so having that I don't know just having that conversation I think is really critical did for for myself like the first year that I had it so it, it physically consumed my whole thought process mm-hmm. it's the only thing I thought about you know mm. And then just woke up one day. I was like, "This is. I have to find. I can't do this like this. You know, I got. I'm missing living today because I'm thinking. I'm worried about living tomorrow or yesterday or whatever. So, I kind of taught myself to be more pre- in the present. Mm-hmm. And that just. How how did you come to that? It, it just, just it just it literally just happened one day. Just like I just woke up. I was like, literally, it consumed my every single thought nonstop for the first year. Wow. And I and I just like I'm I can't do this. I'm trying to raise a kid. I'm trying to, you know, be active in his life and stuff like that. So it's interesting. I don't know if either of you have ever heard had this said to you, but I've had people say, I I forget that you have it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you just don't look like you have mm-hmm. it. And in my, depending on my mood, you know, it's like I wish I could forget I had yeah. it. Yeah. Right. But it's it's always there. Mm-hmm. Right. And. I know they mean well. Mm-hmm. I know they mean well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there, there are a lot of things that are hard to hear sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, in, it's like there's nothing that we can say even to people right now to say, like, what is the right thing to say? It's like, I don't know. Half the time, like, when if somebody, <laughs> like, tells <laughs> Whatever me. Whatever it is, like, it's wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I, never, I don't even know the right things to say. Like, that's why I always put it on. Actually, I, was, I had a conversation with um, one of our other friends at the gym and you know she said she's like how her husband was sitting right there too and she's like you know how do you have that conversation and let you know let your spouse or caregiver whomever know um what they're doing like you don't want them to do something or you do want them to do something and i told her i'm like i'm actually going to spin this and put it on you i'm like it is up to you to talk to your spouse or your care partner what it is that you need from them whether it's positive or negative, because that's like that's the only way they're going to know. Mm-hmm. My husband is a a natural caregiver, I guess you could mm-hmm. say. He's very attentive, and I had to explain to him, you know, what I really needed and what was helping and what wasn't. You know, mm-hmm. and, and it's not that he was doing anything wrong. I mean, he was trying very hard, but. Um, 
it was a learning curve. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to talk to them about yeah. it. You have to, uh, yeah, you, you absolutely have to. Um, I found difficult too. I had met a number of people after I was diagnosed and they had a family member um, and they would say things like, exercise, take your meds, you'll be fine. Right? And all I could hear is my doctor saying, if you've seen one case of Parkinson's, you've seen none, right? Because mm-hmm. no two are the same. Mm-hmm. And, but yet, so I, some people were tremendously dismissive, right? Mm-hmm. Because they knew somebody that did really well with yeah. it. And that's great, yeah. right? It's just, I think a lot of it's just being ignorant to the disease, uneducated on the disease. And I think for even that respect, we are as well. Like there's yeah, so much uh, we don't know. There's so much that the doctors don't know. Like. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It was the, I don't know who. But that gives us hope at the same time. Yeah, you're really crying. I, I get watery eyes real bad. Actually, Liz's story is making me sick. Did you notice that? Like, he keeps. I see that. I keep watering. Is that. <laughs> it's Parkinson's. Is my, it really? My, my, my uh, touching. <laughs> is this a touching conversation? Yeah. I'm not trying to make fun of you. I'm sorry. <laughs> do you need a tissue? Do you need a tissue? No, I'm okay, folks. I just need another glass of water. So, yeah. so what do we want people to walk away with yeah i think it's don't it's say almost sh- anything to us <laughs> don't say don't say anything to us yeah don't ask us about anything no i think it's because i've actually heard you know um some people that i've connected with you know their spouse like it's almost like their spouse doesn't want to they they they're still what in somewhat of denial you know mm-hmm. so it's like how do they open up because you know as a spouse you want them it's like you want them to know and feel everything you know and you feel, and they can't. But, like, I don't know, my husband has just done, I think, like a fantastic job of, like, he knows, like, when to say things, when not to say things. And I, I like, he knows, like, if we're ever, like, sitting on the couch, like, I'm tremoring, like, he, I know he feels it, like, mm-hmm. on, like, my hand to his hand, but, like, he doesn't say anything. He might just grab it a little tighter. That's what, you know, yeah. just like stuff. Guys are just touching. Like, oh, we're so, you know. We're still in love, <laughs> but um, but no, seriously. The, but then there's some couples I think that one just dismisses it because if they don't see it visibly, uh-huh. they just think, oh, they're okay today. It's like no, it might be a good day, just but right. it's still going on. I think the question of how can I help. What mm-hmm. feels good to you? Mm-hmm. What questions feel good? Do you want me to grab your hand when you're tremoring? Mm-hmm. Because see, now my husband would do that, and for some reason that bothered me. Mm-hmm. You know, it drew more attention to the tremoring, mm-hmm. or it made me feel something that I didn't like. But so. you pet the dog in the set, and that made you feel better. Yes. Well, always petting Kevin makes me feel better. Kevin is the dog. Kevin is the dog. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not yeah, her husband. Sorry. Kevin is the dog. Not, <laughs> no, not no. my husband. <laughs> but, um, and, and just like that, right? Yeah. That makes you feel good. And for me, it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it, it's just something that I'm living with. And mm-hmm. so. It's funny. It's like any marriage or any relationship. It's like, yeah, it goes back to communication. Like you have to have open communication both ways like you know my husband could probably you know have the same thing with me to say you know i know you're going through this but i don't want to hear about it every day i don't want to be reminded of it every day you know like he could say that he hasn't but it's you know you have to have that yeah i get tired of hearing about it yeah, every day. I could. i've yeah. had the same conversation with david he's never said anything like that i said you've not 
told me that you know sometimes I'm up to here with Parkinson's, and he's like, "Cause I'm not." He mm-hmm. said, "It's it's fine." So. He's a good guy. You got you both got good guys. Yeah, we did. You got lucked out. I, I'm I'm ser- like I I seriously I don't know like how how Derek reacts to things with me. I don't know if I would react the same way. Like I still remember, you know, he, he just does he he does what's needed to be done at the time. Like. You know, when I am fed up with Parkinson's or having a bad day, again, I, I don't cry very often, but I, I cried earlier this year. And I was just like done with everything that I was feeling. And I just started crying on the couch and he just, you know, came over and he like hugged me and we just sat there and he didn't even like have to say anything. And it's like, it's, just let me. It's funny because like, you know, I spoke on that one podcast recently about just it's all like how we have bad days and literally this week I just like I was just like I'm over this like I'm oh, just, I had a shitty week I'm just I'm just so over it like yeah. you know I'm so sick of Parkinson's <laughs> I'm sick of it you know and I I'm guess, just tired of it like right like even like my legs right now like I'm just I'm so tired right like of just moving. managing it oh I'm just no I'm, my body's tired of moving oh that's right. what I'm tired of um <laughs> It must have been that week because, or the last couple of weeks, because mm-hmm. I had a complete meltdown, and I haven't had one of those mm-hmm. probably in at least a year. But I think I dropped something, and then I lost my balance, and you know my elbow was hurting, and and it I don't remember what brought it all together, and I just mm-hmm. sobbed. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm so done with this, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and. That's when we need that mental health and the therapist to come in and pull us back in. That's right. But but it's interesting because doing what I do is different than living with the disease, right? Because I'm just like everybody else. It just gets to a point and you're at a breaking point, right? Mm -hmm. And, And I mean... You just have to be where you are and have a breakdown. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, it's and once again, go back to the community and the gym, whatever. Having those people that go that you can go to, we can go to and say, like I said, this. You said I, you know, you get it because you were there this week. You were there this week. It's like we're all there. It's like you know. So you, when I say, hey, I had, a, I had just had it. I wanted to post up on Facebook that you know, f this disease. I'm so sick of it again. Blah blah. blah yeah. You know. I didn't, but I was just like, I, I'm just over it. And, yeah. You know, but you guys understand what I mean when I say that. Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely. We get you. I got you. But uh, the thing I enjoy so much about the group at the gym is they it's also... me. Well, <laughs> you're always number one, Brian. I mm-hmm. thought so. But second to you, you know, I lay in bed going, thank God I met Brian. Um, <laughs> but second to you is uh, there's a lot of humor in the gym. Yeah. There's a lot of humor. Not that it's a funny disease, no, but but we can laugh at ourselves, mm-hmm. right? And and I appreciate that because mm-hmm. humor humor's been very healing for mm-hmm. me, right? When I I will just tell you the story when I was first diagnosed and my kids were, God love them, they were having a really hard time mm-hmm. with it. And we went over to my son's house, and um, and they were all downstairs in his. Uh, game room or whatever and I got there and when I was walking in there was a football helmet sitting there and so I grabbed it and I put it on and I went downstairs and I said this is how it's going to be okay mm-hmm. you know, mom's <laughs> coming down the steps and they all just laughed and, and it just you know and, and I think they've appreciated that yeah. I've kept my sense of humor some days it's harder but yeah, yeah. 
but uh, we are funny people in the gym. I yeah. think. I think. I think we're hysterical. I really do. <laughs> I find myself funny. I laugh. Yeah. I don't know if people think I'm funny. Sometimes yeah. I'm over there all by myself <laughs> laughing. But <laughs> I think. I think we're all funny, and that's okay if we just think that ourselves. But <laughs> yeah. it keeps us moving. Yeah. You have definitely. to laugh at ourselves. Well, thank you again yeah. for coming on. This was this was great. It's and been a pleasure. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> it's been a pleasure to be here. It really has. Are you? I'm glad you're not crying anymore. I am a little bit. Okay. In our last 30 seconds, I will leave you with this. Um, those that have been diagnosed with Parkinson's, or if you're a friend of somebody with Parkinson's, or a caregiver, or a spouse, whatever you may be, you never. We don't know what the right question is to ask, or the way that people want to be handled or treated um, related to the disease. But the person that has Parkinson's, be open. Tell others how you want to be treated. If you want to be asked about the how you're feeling or how you're not or not feeling, so it's up to us to be open, have open communication with those that we love, so that we can live the best life possible moving forward. Thanks for tuning in. The Secret Life of Parkinson's is produced by Melissa Carlson and Steve Brandenburg. To contact us, email info at thesecretlifeofpd.org. The Secret Life of Parkinson's is not responsible or liable for any medical advice, diagnosis, course of treatment, or any other information obtained through this podcast. The information provided by The Secret Life of Parkinson's is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you heard on this podcast. You are encouraged to consult a physician for a definitive diagnosis.